This is the Relic Radio Show, old-time radio entertainment still standing the test of time from RelicRadio.com. This is the Relic Radio Show. Welcome back. Thanks for joining me this Tuesday for another hour of radio drama. This week's show begins with favorite story. We'll hear God Sees the Truth But Waits, based on the Tolstoy story. This one aired March 13, 1948. After that, it's Hawk Larrabee and the California Kid. His episode from October 18, 1947. This is Ronald Coleman, inviting you to radio's most dramatic half-hour, Favorite Story. invite you to an adventure, a moving and surprising adventure. It was written by the man who has often been called the Russian Shakespeare, Count Leo Tolstoy. Most people know him as the author of War and Peace, but few know the wonderfully touching short stories he wrote. It was once said that when you read Russian stories for the first time, you're like a man who all his life has seen only pictures of trees, and then suddenly comes upon a real forest. I think you'll agree when you hear this week's favorite story. It was chosen by the celebrated Broadway actor and director, Mr. Eddie Dowling. Mr. Dowling, as you know, starred in and directed The Glass Menagerie, as well as most of the Saroyan plays. The story Eddie Dowling chose has been translated into English under various titles. One of them was, God Knows the Truth But Won't Tell Anybody. We invite you to Russia of half a century ago, and our dramatization of the Tolstoy story, which we call God Sees the Truth But Waits. about crying out in your sleep. Oh, quickly. Light a candle. In the middle of the night. Light a candle. There's something I must see. Very well. Now, 
bring the candle close. Your hair. I must look at your hair. Four o'clock in the morning. Oh. You're still the same. How well should it be? Yvonne, do not go on your journey today. I've had a bad dream about you. If each time a person dreamed it affected his business plans, who would go to sleep? Oh, it was so clear. In the dream, you returned from town. And when you took off your cap, your hair was white. <laughs> that is a lucky sign. See if I don't sell all my goods and, and bring you some presents from the fair. But your nice black hair, your nice thick black hair was was white. White as snow. <laughs> Pour you more tea, Ivan Aksinov. No, my friend, I've had sufficient. No, this is comfortable. Each time I take this journey, I give a blessing to the halfway in. A hot glass of tea, a few hours sleep, and a chance to talk to my fellow merchants. Oh, you will do well in the town up ahead. I've had much success. 20,000 rubles profit I made. Well, I congratulate you. May such good fortune shine on me. To celebrate your good luck, I shall play you a melody on my fiddle. A pleasure. Oh, now, what shall it be? Let me see. I shall compose you a little melody out of my head. My fiddle will make a conversation with you. It will say that life is good. Tea feels warm inside. But we are all getting a little sleepy. And then it will say good night. Did you hear it? Good night. <laughs> Sneak out before anybody was up. Sneak out? I paid my bill. Answer I... my question. I'm heading for the next town. I am a merchant. I wish to get there ahead of any others. A fellow merchant of the inn told me what success he had had. I merely wish. Oh, to... you admit you knew the merchant you met at the inn had much money on him. Well, why do you cross-question me? There is no need. I am the police officer of this district. The merchant with whom you spent last night has been found with his throat cut. So? We must search your things and strap your bag from your saddle. But I have nothing to do with this. I'm a peaceful, God-fearing man. If I... you will not cooperate, I will have to do it myself. You will spill all my goods on the ground. This is my living. My... Ah! There. 
That is what I have been looking for. Whose knife is this? Knife? How do you explain the blood on this knife? Why? This morning, the merchant was found in his bed with his throat cut. You are the only person who could have done it. This bloodstained knife in your bag and your face and manner certainly betray you. Knife is not mine, I swear. This is your bag. Yes, somebody must have put it in there. I... Yes. I slept with my head on this bag all night. How could anyone have put the knife in it without waking? How indeed? I swear to you, I... Tell me quickly, how did you kill him and how much money did you steal from him? I have no money. You can see. Search me. Except the few rubles of my own. You have undoubtedly hidden the money someplace. It will be found. It would be obvious to a mere child how guilty you are. You're trembling and pale. Guilty? Certainly a robbery of 20,000 rubles and of murder. see him for three minutes only. Uh, Ivan! Don't cry. Please, do not cry, Anya. It'll do no good. I cannot stand to see you here with thieves and criminals. I've waited a long time to see your face. Do not cover it with tears. Please, Anya. Yes, Ivan. I've begged them for many weeks to let me see you. They refused again and again. Are you well, Ivan? Do they treat you badly? It is a prison. Cage. What more can you say? Oh. The children, tell me quickly. Are they in good health? Oh, they are well enough. I thank God they are so young. We do not know about this. What has happened in our village? Tell me. What do people say? Is it possible they can believe I'm guilty of such a crime as this? What can we do, Ivan? Tell me, what can we do? We must petition the Tsar. Oh, I've sent many petitions to the Tsar. The answer is always the same. This is a case for the local police authorities. His imperial majesty cannot be bothered. It was not for nothing I dreamt your hair turned gray. You remember? You should not have started that day. Ivan, tell your wife the truth. Was it not you who did it? Anna. Anya. So you too suspect me. You too. The time is up. You must go away now. Ivan. Ivan. Is there nothing you wish to say to me before they make me go? Is, is there nothing you wish me to tell your children? Ivan! Come, madam. I told you the time is up. Say goodbye to me, Ivan. Look at me. Wave to me. Ivan, please. Madam, you will have to go now. She does not believe me. Who will?
sentence of this court. Ivan Oksyanov, you are found guilty of murdering a fellow merchant and robbing him of 20,000 rubles. You are sentenced to be flogged by a knot. When the wounds made by it are healed, you will be driven to Siberia, there to spend your life in exile from the realms of his imperial majesty. Remove the prisoner's shirt. Guard, bind his hands to the post. Begin. One. second part of Leo Tolstoy's short story, God Sees the Truth But Waits. It's the choice of Broadway actor-director Mr. Eddie Dowling. Dostoevsky once said something that fits the character of Ivan Aksionov. Love all God's creation, he said. Love every leaf, every ray of light, every grain of sand. If you love everything, you will begin to see the divine mystery in things. Once you see it, you will begin to understand it better each day. And you will come at last to love the whole world with an all-embracing love. With the passing years, Ivan Aksionov becomes such a man. An old man now in a cold cell in Siberia. I've just been computing. Today is an anniversary. I've been in Siberia seven years. Congratulations. I've been... I've lost track. Perhaps it's 26 years. Perhaps 27. You never hear from your family, Ivan? Why would they write? What would they say? Is it possible to write the news of a town to a man who sits like a piece of ice 4,000 miles away? Be comforted. You have books. You're alive. Alive. But, Sergei, you are right about the books. Each is a little fire to warm the soul. The good, beautiful words are little lights in the darkness. One thing only. I I wish I had my fiddle here. In the old days... Old days. Such a way to name it. Young days. In the young days, I used to make up little melodies out of my head. 
They said intimate little things which it was not always possible to say with the mouth. I love my wife. The fire feels so good, so warm. A glass of tea goes down well with a lump and a half of sugar. No more. Ah, what words you could say with a bow and four strings. Forgive me, my friend. I talk too much. It is a disease among old men to break out all over with their memories. You in there. Yes? Clear a corner of that cell. Here's a new prisoner. New prisoner. Poor man. Get in there. You don't have to push. Dog. Sit down, my friend. Where are you from? A town called Vladimir. <laughs> my name is Makar. Did you say Vladimir? Yes. What of it? Tell me, Makar. Do you know anything of the family Aksinov? Are they still alive? Know them? Well, of course I do. The Aksinov are rich merchants. Though their father is in Siberia, a like ourselves, it seems. The mother of the family, Anya, her name is. What of her? She's been dead these six years. Dead. And what about you, old man? What are you doing here? Do not like to speak of it. Oh, come now, old man. I've told you why I'm here. For my sins, I've been in prison these 26 years. What sins? I must have deserved it. That is all I can say. I will tell you. It is a great injustice. Somebody killed a merchant and put the knife among Ivan's things. Knife? He was condemned unjustly. <laughs> Well, this is wonderful. Really wonderful. <laughs> oh, but how old you've grown, huh? Your hair is white as snow. You have seen me before. Yeah, no matter. It's just wonderful that we should meet here like this. A perfect joke, you might say. Have you heard of this affair? Have I? How could I help hearing the world's full of rumors? Perhaps you heard who killed the merchant. It could have only been one person. The one in whose bag the knife was found. Huh? Maybe someone else hid the knife there. Who knows? <laughs> but remember the old saying. He's not a thief until he's caught. And besides, how could anyone have put a knife into your bag while it was under your head? It would surely have woke you up. Sergei. I must talk to you. This man, I... Sakar! Yes? Come out. You are to be assigned your duties with the work gangs. You are to receive instructions. See you again, brother sinners. <laughs> Sergei, he is the man. I feel it. He is the man. How can you be sure? I'm not sure... When he spoke, I felt again the knot against my bare back. The shame, the long years. I'll kill him! I'll kill him as he has killed me! Ivan, Ivan, my friend. Listen to me. I have learned much from you of goodness. Remember what you have taught me. And apply it to yourself. Yes. Yes. 
Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Oh, God of my fathers, give me the strength not to suspect a man, perhaps unjustly as I was. Give me the strength, O oh Lord, who leave the judgment to you. under the shelves at this time of the night. Since you've discovered me, I'll have to tell you. I've been digging a hole under the wall. It's almost through. What do you do with the earth? I'm more clever than you think, old man. I put it in my high boots, empty it every day out on the road where we're working. You'd better not tell, or they'll flog me. If you tell them, I'll kill you. Ago. What? Nothing. Nothing. Will you tell them? Answer me. Maybe so. Maybe not. God shall direct you sleep. You are a truthful old man. Now tell me, before God, who dug the hole? Speak up, old man, and quickly. Do you know who dug this hole? Yes, I know. Good. We're making some progress. Well, name the man. I said name the man. It is not God's will that I should tell. You must tell. If I do, you will beat him to death. Would this not be the same as if I had committed the murder? Why, we will beat you if you do not tell. Do what you like with me. I am in your hands. Why do you shield this prisoner? Is he a friend of yours? He is a man. I have learned that in this life it is necessary to be a friend of man. In your world of coldness... Is it possible to grasp the hand of a snowflake? Take the chippering old idiot back to his cell. The assembly is dismissed! <laughs> 
among your things. For the love of God, forgive me, wretch that I am. God will forgive you. Who knows? Maybe I am a hundred times worse than you. Remember how I used to say it, Sergey, in the long days, in the cold nights. Remember how I used to say. God sees the truth, but waits. God Sees the Truth But Waits, a famous short story by Count Leo Tolstoy. Our thanks to Edmund MacDonald, who played Ivan, and to all the members of the cast. And a nod of thanks across the miles to Mr. Eddie Darling of Broadway for selecting this week's favorite story. What would you do if you had a fortune in crisp green thousand-dollar bills, all yours, and only 15 feet away from you. But no matter how hard you tried, you couldn't reach the money. Wouldn't it drive you crazy? Well, that's the problem that faces a young man in next week's favorite story. It was chosen by Van Johnson, and it's a real mystery thriller, The Debt Collector. We hope you'll be listening.
The hawk is on the wing. Come along, folks, and listen for a spell. Here's Hawk Larrabee with a tail to tell. Come a tie, yippee, 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 Come a tie, yippee, yippee, The Hawk's Whistle signals another exciting episode in the story of Hawk Larrabee, starring Elliot Lewis with Barton Yarborough and the Plainsman, and produced and directed by William N. Robeson. Come a tie, yippee, 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 Come a tie, yippee, yippee, Brazos, that mob thinks I'm the California kid, and there's no talking them out of it. If I show my face in Bighorn City, they'll string me up before sundown. I don't fancy myself decorating a cottonwood. Well, then what's the answer, Hall? Find the real California kid and bring him to justice. Come on, Brazos, we've got a ride. Yes, the hawk is on the wing, and Hawk Larrabee's riding high in the saddle. We're in for excitement, so why don't you stay? This Larrabee feller has plenty to say. You know, there have been times when I'd have sold that thousand-acre fly-and-age spread of mine for a plugged nickel. What with blizzards and rustlers and all the other hardships that beset the life of a small rancher. But come late spring, my partner Brazos John and I drove nearly a hundred head of Black Mesa beef to Bighorn City to market. And got a good price. Enough to stock us with supplies for another year and help build up the herd. So we were both feeling mighty skittish as we took the 150-mile home trail toward Black Mesa. Dear broke ranks and the boss said to kill it, so I hit him in the rump with a handle of a skillet. Come and tie up. Brazos, you sing almost as good as the cantina girls back there in Bighorn City. Do you mean that for a compliment? Thank you. Anyhow, I still say the gals in Silver Bow is pretty. Well, we got a lot of months ahead to argue that point. Meantime, you'll have to be content to look at my face. Well, there'll be a few muley cows around the ranch. I can look at them for a leave. <laughs> like I would just say, old sheep herd. Hey, come to think about it, Hawk, I'll bet you our cows is just bawling their eyes out. They miss us so much. Can't let that happen. Let's get out home, brothers. Whoopie-tie-I-O, get along, you little doggies. It's your misfortune and none of my own. Whoopie-tie-I-O. When a cowpoke works 16 hours a day, seven days a week... Nursing a herd of range beef through the winter. He sort of wants something to show for it come spring roundup time. So Brazos, John, and I felt like we'd found the end of the rainbow when we sold almost a hundred head of cattle at Bighorn City. There was plenty of arrow in my money belt as we rode the hot, dusty trail home toward our flying H spread on Black Mesa. Hey, Brazos, will you hold that bank tail of yours down to a slow gallop for a while? Oh, but we ought to be home right now, Hawk. All that rain is green grass in the hill. Ah, you're right. We should have started pushing the herd on up a week ago. Yeah, I just don't feel right about nobody being around the flying H to look after things. I know. Well, with more good luck, maybe we can hire another hand. Oh, wait. Not the hill trail, brothers. Uh, oh, 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 why not? Well, it's hard going. I don't want Flame carrying these heavy saddlebags up that way. Oh, doggone it, Hawk. This shortcut will save us nearly half a day. If we were... Oh, hey. Hmm? Maybe I could go ahead on the shortcut and you mosey on around through the valley. That might be a good idea, Brazos. sooner one of us gets home, the better. Yeah, right. Well, I owe some partner. I'll leave you to dream about them bighorn gals. <laughs> I might do that. Go ahead, and I'll get there as soon as I can. Hasta la vista. Adios, amigo. So Brazos took the high trail, and I rode the longer, easier road through the valley. And for once, I didn't miss my partner. Being by myself gave me a chance to enjoy the unfamiliar bighorn country. I liked its rugged buttes and quiet prairies. Flame did, too. Or maybe it was just that he was happy to be heading home again. We rode along without a care in the world. 
neither asking or expecting trouble. And then suddenly, without warning, two men popped up from behind a rock overlooking the trail ahead. Hold that horse. You're covered. Oh. And reach high. Up on him. Up. Who are you? What do you want? We'll do the talking. Keep your gun on him, Billy. Cool. You bet I will. Make a break, you, and I shoot to kill. I got respect for a five-shooter. Don't worry. I'll take that gun, kid. Now, give me a look at that money belt. Road agents, huh? What do you think you'll get preying on little ranches like me? Find anything, Mal? Yeah. Look at that, Billy. Enough money in his belt to choke a heifer. That's our man. Black hat and shirt, flame-colored horse, and carrying the loot with him. Everything tallies. Since when have tin-horned bandits like you been allowed to coyote around these parts? Where'd you get this money? Just sold a bunch of steers in Bighorn City. Is that right? Where's the rest of your riders? My partner took the shortcut on a different trail. <laughs> Saddlebags loaded with booty, I see. Got that selling steers, too? Listen, you're taking a hard year's work from me. Give me a fair chance. Just what kind of a chance do you think you've got coming? Let me have my gun and we'll draw together. We don't do business that way, hombre. Uh, we're holding the cards, kid. Now, turn your horse around and ride easy. But why? You have my money in my saddlebags? What more do you want? We want you, kid. This doesn't make sense. Who the devil are you? Still letting on you don't know, huh? I'm Mal Shepard, Sheriff of Big Horn. Billy Brinker, here's my deputy. The law? Well, then, holy... If this isn't a stick-up, what is it? It's an arrest. And we're holding all the cards. Now, get moving, California kid. Me, California kid? You got your brands mixed, Sheriff. I don't think so. Oh, I tell you, I'm only a rancher. Name's Hawk Larrabee. I never heard of the California kid. If that's the truth, you're the only man around here never heard of him. Well, I'm a stranger in these parts. My spread's 150 miles away. Well, listen, let me ride after my partner, Brazos John. He'll tell you who I am. And we already know who you are. You can do your talking at the trial. Now, slope, kid. And keep your eyes on the trail ahead. Being mistaken for a bandit was one thing I never reckoned on. But I knew my captors meant business. They were both the type that would shoot at the drop of a hat. I was in a tight spot. Our trail led to the bank of a rushing stream. And there I hit on a risky gamble, but one I had to take. Well, we're crossing here, kid. I get that horse moving. Sure these ponies can make it, Sheriff? That stream's swift and deep. Yeah, he's right, Mal. The range brought it up a lot. Oh, we can't stop here. Yeah, worry about your own horse, kid. Point it straight across, and don't forget we're behind you. Like you say, your deal. Let's go, Flame. Easy, boy. Easy. Come on, head going. Hey, get deep in a hurry here. Horses will have to swim. I don't know what... My captors didn't know the kind of pony I was riding. Flame was powerful and strong. Many's the time he'd cross swift mountain streams. But I kept him moving easy. Till I saw the sheriff and Billy were too busy with their horses to handle their guns. Flame, now's the time. Go, Flame. That's it. Get along. You hit bottom. Now go, boy. Go. Hey, now. The kid's getting away. Don't fight. Kid, don't fight. I gave him the spur and Flame came out of the water at a dead run. As he hit the dirt, the bank caved under him. He went to his knees and I sprawled on the rock. My left side felt caved in. I almost doubled up with pain. I'd hit the rocks hard. I somehow climbed into the saddle because I had to. You can't get away from us. Stretch out flame. Get away from here. Go, boy. They're tired of them. You can outrun them. You got to. All right, flame. Let's get to the hills. With every jolt from flames, pounding moves the pain in my side grew worse. I had to find Brazos and somehow clear myself. 
pushed on through that endless day, knowing it wasn't safe to stop anywhere. Finally, late that afternoon, I came up over a rise. And there before me was a huge ranch house like none I'd ever seen. Just a little farther flame to the ranch house door. Hurry, boy. Miss, can you help me? Who are you? What do you want? I am. I am. Wahila! Wahila, come here quickly. This man is hurt. He needs help. Quickly! I have only a dull memory of the next few hours. Tender, warm hands working over me, binding me. A gradual fading of pain. Finally, sleep. I woke up in a soft, clean bed. There was that beautiful, pale girl standing there beside me. You're awake now? How do you feel? A lot better, miss. You must have taken care of injured men before. My Indian servant, Wahila, learned those things from her people. It was she who set your ribs and bound them. Thanks to you both. But I have no right to impose on you. I'll ride on now. Oh, no, you must rest. You're welcome at Live Oaks. Live Oaks? Our ranch. I'm Helen Dawson. My brother Paul and I are the owners now. I see. My name's Hawk Larrabee. But you've got a right to know why I stumbled in on you like this. I'm running away from the sheriff of Bighorn. He thinks I'm the California kid. Oh, no. But you... The California kid? You seem to know something about him. It's more than I can say. What's he been up to? I really don't know. I've only heard talk. Hello? Oh, that's my brother. Where are you? In here, Paul. Oh, whose horse is that in the corral? Oh. Well, it belongs to this man here, Paul. He he was hurt. He... I can see that. I'm Paul Dawson. I'm Hawk Larrabee, sir. And I'd like to tell you just what I told your sister. But don't you think I'm... Walter... What were you saying, Mr. Larrabee? I'm suspected of being the California kid. The California kid? Well, indeed. Really, Paul, he was so badly hurt that I just you couldn't... You did quite right, my dear. I've, uh, I've already heard of you, Mr. Larrabee. The sheriff has posted a reward for you in Bighorn City. They, uh, they have a posse out searching for you. Oh? Well, if I only had a chance to prove I'm not the man they're after. I wouldn't worry, old man. You'll be perfectly safe so long as you're a guest on my estate. And now, Helen, let us leave the room. We must allow Mr. Larrabee to get plenty of rest. After they'd left, I dozed off. Then, almost as in a dream, I was awakened by a sound from outside. I raised myself, looked out into a bright, moonlit night. And there was a man astride a flame-colored horse, much like my own. He paused briefly and wheeled his horse and pounded off in the direction of Bighorn City. I drifted off into a feverish sleep. The next I knew it was morning and the sun was streaming in my window. Up on your feet. Sheriff, Billy. You haven't a chance this time. Get your clothes on, kid. No, I see I haven't a chance. Mr. Larrabee, please don't think that I... Don't bother to talk to him, Helen. We'll soon be rid of our guest. I see, Dawson. You offer me the shelter of your house, then turn me over to the sheriff. What for, the reward? Why not? There was a good price on your head. You're a criminal. I need the money. And this is a sample of the Dawson hospitality. Oh, please, if you must take him, hurry. I'll be glad to get out of this house. 
All right, Sheriff, let's head for Bighorn City. We're not going back to Bighorn, kid. Why not? It's a mite too dangerous for you. Remember the stick up you pulled last week in Fort Wilkins? I told you I don't know anything about the California kid or what he's done. You remember that, all right. There was a shootout. Mac Reynolds died of his wounds last night. You're wanted for murder now. Murder? Yeah, you know what that means. Big Horn Jail may be strong enough to keep you in, but ain't strong enough to keep the mob out. Don't go away, partner, we're telling you why. There's more to this story than meets with the eye. Hawk Larrabee will return in just a moment. As I walked out on the streets of Laredo, as I walked out in Laredo one day, I spied a poor cowboy wrapped up in white linen, wrapped in white linen as cold as the clay. Beat the drum slowly and play the fife lowly. Play the dead march as you carry me along. Take me to the green valley, there lay the sod o'er me. I'm a young cowboy and I know I've done wrong. And now back to Hawk Larrabee. I don't think my fortune's ever swung back and forth so fast from good to bad. Mistakenly hunted as a murdering bandit known as the California Kid, I was welcomed and promised protection at Live Oaks, first by Helen Dawson, then by her brother, Paul. Instead, they betrayed me to the sheriff and his deputy. I was taken to an ancient adobe prison far out of town. That night, Sheriff Shepard rode back to Bighorn City, leaving his deputy, Billy, to guard me. Better lay down, get some rest. Who else knows about this old jail? Nobody, I tell you. Hasn't been used for years. That's why we brought you here, kid. Listen, my name's Hawk Larrabee, and the money I had with me, that was money I got rightly from the sale of my cattle. You'll get it back if the trial proves you're not guilty. Sure, I know. If I'm lucky enough to get a trial. If I can only get a hold of Brazos, John. Take my advice. You're unarmed, your horse is gone, and we've got your gun. It'll do you no good to escape. I don't plan another break. I'm blowing out the candle now. You better lay down and rest your side. What else is there to do? I lay there trying to put the pieces together. But my weariness soon got the best of me. I'd hardly dozed off when... First I imagined gusts of rain, hail. Then I realized it was pebbles being thrown against the adobe wall. I glanced over at Billy sleeping outside my little cell. Then I crept quietly to the barred window. Who's there? Hawk. Hawk Larrabee. Miss Helen. What are you doing here? Shh, quiet. Here, take this quick. Key? It'll open your cell door. An old rusty key. I don't 
understand. How did you... Well, this adobe hut was once part of Live Oaks. We still have a key. But I'm asking about you, Miss Helen. I gotta know what... I must hurry. Your horse is saddled out back in the Arroyo. You're helping me escape? After you and your brother turned me over to the law? Oh, I can't explain now. Just... Please be careful, Hawk. Don't open the door until I'm gone. Why are you doing this? They're organizing a lynching party in Bighorn. I reckon I had you wrong, Miss Helen. Oh, Hawk. Come close to the window. Yeah, what? Uh, your lips are as soft as your eyes. Now, promise me you'll go and keep going. I promise you. Please, hurry. But, Miss Helen... Goodbye, what? Hawk. Helen! The strange, unhappy girl disappeared. It was quiet now, except for that coyote over on the hill howling at the moon. I fitted the old key in the lock. The door opened. I slipped past the sleeping Billy out into the night. I walked quickly to where Flame was ground-tied and ready. Good boy, Flame! Let's go! I turned Flame's head north and we rode through the cool night into the thick timber above Bighorn. Then I laid low until sunup. That morning, I got rid of my black hat, covered myself with alkali dust enough to look like any drifting cowhand, and rode back to Bighorn City, leaving flame where he wouldn't be seen. I wandered unnoticed over to the Wells Fargo station and listened to the excited talk. Yeah, the farming horse slip out of our hands again. Out of Paul Dawson, as you say. Yeah, Dawson sure led us to the right spot. I can't figure how the California kid took leg bail right under the guard's nose. All I'm saying is keep that rope hand. Yeah, next time we're stringing the kid up on the spot. That's about the only Then I saw Paul Dawson approaching in the company of the Wells Fargo stage driver. I stepped back into the shadows of the stable to listen. Are you sure you won't have another drink with me, Bart? No, thanks, Dawson. I had one too many already. Got plenty of driving to do. Yes, I quite understand why you'll need a clear head. I don't envy you your trip. What do you mean? Well, carrying all that gold is quite a responsibility. Huh? How'd you know about that, Dawson? Nobody's supposed to know about the gold. Why, it's common knowledge. You're moving $5,000 in gold bars to Red Butte this trip. Correct? Twice that much is more like it. I, uh, hope the wrong ears don't hear about it. Yes, so do I. I, uh, I suppose you know the California kid has escaped. Sure, I know it. If the kid's reputation holds good, he, he may be waiting for you at Granite Pass. Might I suggest you take another route? That's just what I'm doing. I'm driving the old Pine Junction Road. Good. You're very smart. And don't tell anyone of your plan. You bet your Sunday boots I won't. I played my hunch and it was working out right. As I speculated on my next move, I was plenty glad to see my partner, Brazos John, riding down the street. Hey, Brazos! Brazos! What? Is anybody hankering at you to cut as me? All they got to do is come on out and open. Brazos, over here. Well, I'm a lop-eared jackass. Oh, quiet, Brazos. Back inside. Here. Oh, there be your pigeon toad hopper grass. Where you been at? I come clean back to town from Black Mesa looking Shh. for you. Careful, I mustn't be seen. Now, what kind of scrape you got yourself into? I warned you about them bighorn gals. Listen, Brazos. Oh, just look I... at you. You ain't shaved for two days and... Hawk, where is the cattle money at? It's gone. You the... mean you ain't got a tail feather left? Hawk, if you gamble that money Brazos, away, I'm... Keep quiet and listen. All right. Blow the breeze, cowboy. Just after you and I parted trails, Sheriff Shepard and his deputy stopped me and relieved me of my money and saddlebags. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. Sheriff's got to have it to hold up, folks. Why? 
He mistook me for the California kid. Oh, now. You expect me to believe that, son? Why, they got posses out combing the whole county for the California kid. He's riding a flame horse. He's a... Holy cow, Hawk. I didn't ever figure it was you there's after. I'm in trouble plenty. But now it's my move. Well, come on. Let's go to the sheriff's office right now. I'll prove to him you ain't no renegade. No time for that, Brazos. That mob thinks I'm the California kid and there's no talking them out of it. If I show my face now, they'll string me up before sundown. I don't fancy myself decorating a cottonwood. Well, then what's the answer? Find the real California kid and bring him to justice. Hawk, you mean you got an idea who he is? I'm holding my tongue till I'm sure. Listen, Brazos. Get me a gun and then straddle that cayuse of yours for some hard riding. Well, now you're talking. There wasn't time to tell Brazos what was on my mind. I only hope we weren't too late to learn the truth. We lost no time in hitting the trail east. Hey, Hawk, you know what you're doing. Hope so, Brazos. Where are we we riding to? What trail is this? The old Pine Junction Road. Keep moving. That it don't mean nothing to me. What do you expect to find up this way? There, look up ahead. Where? Oh, hey. That's the Wells Fargo stagecoach. Hawk, it don't belong on this unused road. This once it does. It's carrying a cargo of gold. Gold? Well, how did you know that? Hawk, what you getting me into? Brothers, quick, up off the trail. Up now what? Up this rise, back into the trees. I know you, loco. Just a little farther so we can look down on the trail. Right now, ease up. Yeah. Oh, fine. Oh, oh. Oh. Now, look down there. Huh? That stagecoach ain't moving. Hawk gets a hold of Yeah, by a lone rider. Kerchief over his face. Look good at him, Brazos. On a flame-colored horse. Hawk, if you wasn't sitting right here next to me, I'd swear that is you. The California kid. That's all I want to know. Well, let's don't wait. He's riding off. Let's get him before he gets away. No, Brazos. Well, Hawk. That's when you've been scared of a shooter. I think I know where he's heading. Come on, let's go. This time we didn't ride furtively along the back trails, but straight and fast. Because for once I knew just where I was going. Hold me. Hold me. Come on, Brazos. Oh, Hawk. Miss Helen, meet my partner, Brazos John. Uh, Hawk, I warned you not to come back to Live Oaks. You promised you'd leave the country. That's right, only I forgot something. But you don't know the danger you're in. Oh, please, Sorry go. we're coming in without an invitation, oh. but we're here to see your brother, Paul. Or isn't he here yet? Why, no, he, he's... Look ca- along this gun barrel, you'll see me. Hey, Hawk. Oh. You'll both very carefully unbuckle your holsters and throw them over this way. I have the draw on you, California kid. You've got the draw, yes. But I'll argue which one of us is the kid. <laughs> you suggesting that I am? Fact of it is, I know it. Didn't figure you'd get home so quick after holding up the stage. Oh, I I know the short trails much better than you do. Well, hey, you, you admit that you're the kid? Larrabee, I must say you're very clever. Very clever. <laughs> Certainly I held up the stage. Now? Now? I shall collect the reward for bringing in the California kid. Dead. Good day's work. What? Oh, no, Paul. Please don't do it. Keep out of my way, Helen. Oh, Paul. Hey, hey, help her. Can't you see? She's... The sister's fainted. Just don't move. She'll be less bothered that way. As low as they come. I wonder if Helen ever knew who you really were. That I was the California kid? Certainly. So all the time she knew I was innocent. That answers a lot of questions. The family name, you know. She didn't dare disclose my identity, fearing the disgrace. Not that she has any love for me. I'll bet you'd even kill her. Yes, if it were necessary. 
But right now, you shall have the honor. With our hands in the air, you're shooting us in cold blood? Thank you for expressing it so well. So now, Mr. Larrabee, you go first. Stop it, Dawson! Oh, no, you don't! Ah, Sheriff! Billy! Howdy, Hawk. I reckon you take your hands down now. Uh, looks like the kid won't trouble you no more, Hawk. But, but you shot Dawson. And all at once you're calling me by my right name. Didn't get him any too soon, did we? But you were gunning for me. Yeah, seems we was mistaken about you, Hawk, at first. But I was pretty sure of your innocence when I let you walk out of that adobe jail. You let me walk out? I was wide awake when Miss Dawson slipped you the key through the window. Nobody ever escaped from my jail keeping that easy. Then you knew Dawson was the California kid. Well, I was mighty suspicious. He was too anxious for the mob to string you up. We decided to give him plenty of rope. He did the rest. Hey, Hawk. Hawk, the gal's coming right here. Help me get her this cot, brothers. Yeah, you bet. There you there. There's nothing to worry about now, Miss Helen. Hawk, you're still here. Sure. Hawk, he was going to kill you. He won't now. Miss Helen, the real California kid is dead. Paul is dead? And Miss Dawson, I knew your dad. I think I understand what this would mean to him. I'll do everything I can to cover up for your family name. Thank you. Thank you. Hawk, I hate to say it, but, uh, well, she's in good hands now. It's getting late. No, you're right, brothers. You can't lose any more time getting back to Black Mesa. I'll get your money in saddlebags, Hawk. All right. Wait, Hawk. Hmm? Please don't go yet. I must prove to you that there is a tradition of hospitality at Live Oak. Thanks, Miss Helen. But you don't have to prove that. Maybe sometime I'll ride this way again. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Hawk don't find a lot of reasons for riding over Bighorn Way. Real soon, I bet... (laughs) Come on, brothers, before you talk too much. It's a mighty wide loop that Hawk Larrabee throws, but it's all well that ends well as the old saying goes. In just a moment, we'll tell you about next week's story. On the trail, along the dusty trail, where the coyotes where the westerns wind is blowing free, that is where I roam, that will be my home. On the trail, where the coyotes will find the rainbow's end. From the break of dawn till the moon shines silver and pale on the trail. On the trail, where the cold days will find the rainbow's end. From the break of dawn till the moon shines silver and pale on the Each week at this time, we invite you to Ride into the West with Hawk Larrabee, starring Elliot Lewis with Barton Yarborough, produced and directed by William N. Robeson, with vocal interludes by Andy Parker and the Plainsman. Tonight's story was written by E. Jack Newman and Gomer Cool. Next week, at this same time, Hawk Larrabee rides your way again with another exciting adventure, the return of Edwin Crane. So be back with us next week when... The Hawk is on the wing. 
hawk is on the wing and a head your way with another good story just a week from today. Come a tie, yippee, 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 come a tie, yippee, yippee. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. That's the Relic Radio Show for this week. There's more from favorite story Hawk Larrabee, the Relic Radio Show, thousands of other old-time radio episodes, and our shoutcast stream, all at relicradio.com. You can donate through the website as well if you'd like to help support this and all of the Relic Radio podcasts. Your support makes it all happen. Thanks to those who have helped out. Thanks for joining me this week. Be back again next Tuesday with another hour of the Relic Radio Show.